0: If you're looking for new clients, you're in the right place. Today, I'm going to share my simple three-step strategy for attracting clients, and I really hope it helps you. So the first step in this strategy is to build out your framework. There are a few sort of non-negotiables that I think any freelance business, whether you're a social media manager or graphic designer, a copywriter or really anything else that I think all those folks can benefit from. Now, I don't think that you need to spend $10,000 on a fancy logo or get a ton of business cards printed or even have a professional build your website, but that is one of the tools that I do think most freelancers should have. I think having a website makes you so much more attractive to ideal clients, and here's why. Well, I actually just did a video with a website strategy expert who totally backed me up on this in that having a website just helps you appear more legitimate, more trustworthy to your prospective clients. I personally have hired a lot of freelancers over the years, from copywriters to virtual assistants to graphic designers and social media managers, and I'm gonna be honest, I don't think I've ever hired any one of those professions who didn't have a website to just showcase that they are serious about this, that this isn't just kind of a passing thing that they're doing, that they are are professionals. So having a website can be a very, very important thing before you go out and start pitching to clients or applying for gigs. It also helps because it enables your prospective clients to sort of get a menu of your services and have an idea of what you're all about before they hop on a call with you. And this can be a major time saver. I know I personally do not wanna get on a discovery call and just rattle off a bunch of things that I could have written down and that could have qualified the customer before they came to me. So build out a website. I really like Squarespace. It is so easy to launch a website. They're not sponsoring. I wish they were sponsoring. It's seriously so easy. You can build a website in Squarespace in, you know, a couple of hours. I've built all my own websites and sure there's a lot that I can improve on those websites, but the most important things in my opinion are to have an about section, to have a services section and to have a contact section on your website. It doesn't need to be super fancy. Just make sure that it exists. And going along with that, one of the other non-negotiables for me is having a professional email address. Now in an ideal world, I would also recommend having this be branded. So for example, if your website is socialmediamanager.com, make your email address latasha at socialmediamanager.com or hello at latashajames.com, contact at latashajames.com, something like that. Again, this is really easy to do with Squarespace or any of your web hosts more or less. GoDaddy allows you to do that. Uh, Pretty much any of the website builders and website platforms will allow you to do that. But if you are pinching pennies, which I totally understand, at least having Latasha James at blah, blah, blah blah.com or social media manager at blah, blah, blah blah.com looks a lot more professional than like Lil Latasha 8925. You know, it just appears very spammy And I know that those are emails I always ignore when somebody cold pitches me. So make sure that you have a professional website and a professional email to start with. Now a couple other kind of framework type nice to have things would also be a client management system. I really like the tool HoneyBook, which allows you to create things like intake forms, scheduling forms, questionnaires, invoices, contracts. These are all gonna be really helpful for you down the road when you actually start to sign clients. But again, if you're on a super budget, I don't even think you need to worry about that at this exact point. If you're just on a budget and you're looking for clients, you can always do Honeybook or whatever client management system you want to use later down the road. But if you do want to try Honeybook, I'll leave my $1 link in the show notes for you. You can try it out for just $1 a month. Really, no losing there. I think you all will really like it. Okay, now let's get into the actual client acquisition part. First, let's talk about outreach. And I'm going to talk about outreach first. A lot of people think, hey, If I want to be a really successful social media manager or graphic designer, I should be like all the social media managers and graphic designers that I see on YouTube and Instagram, right? And they're creating a lot of content and they say content is really helpful for them. So I should create content first, right? Kind of. I think that sure, if you have all the time in the world to, you know, create content, while you're doing outreach, then definitely do that. But the reality is most of us are not in that position. Most of us have to make some choices here. So my recommendation is to get yourself some clients to start with. And then once you're in a good place where you have, you know, some clients coming in, some money coming in the door, then you can kind of shift your focus to the inbound marketing, which we'll talk about in a second. So how do you get clients to begin with? Well, I'll tell you how I got my first clients when I was starting out. I sent a lot of cold emails. I also did a podcast interview recently with a friend of mine and agency owner who mentioned that he built his entire agency through cold emails. And I was right there with him, watching him. We started our businesses in similar times. And yes, that was something that I was doing as well. I was sending out cold emails to brands that I wanted to work with, not in a spammy way, just simply starting with introductions. Hey, I'm Latasha. I'm a social media manager. I love your Instagram account. I have a few ideas that would help you convert more of those followers into sales. Do you have 15 minutes for a coffee chat, I'd love to chat with you, just really simple, cold emails like that. And yeah, of course, not all of those people converted. In fact, very few of those people converted, but you just need one or two yeses to book yourself out. At least I did. So I would make a point to do one hour of outreach every single day. When I first started, sometimes it was even more like before I had any clients, it was, I would spend half the day doing outreach, reaching out to businesses in my area or just online in my niche. Uh, I would also do other outreach activities like hosting webinars, just free educational opportunities for my network. One of my top converting webinars back then was all about video content, why you need to be doing video content if you want to be on social media. And this was way before, you know, Instagram reels and TikTok, and even YouTube was quite as big as it was today. So I was really demonstrating my expertise and explaining this kind of new concept to people and just teaching for 30 minutes. I did them lunch and learn style. And I got so many clients who said, wow, you really know what you're talking about. I would love to hire you just from doing those free events. So do outreach activities every single day, put a limit on it, whether it's an hour, whether it's two hours, whether it's an entire day. Again, if you're starting from scratch, you should probably be spending your entire day doing outreach, right? Now, another thing that really helped build my business was using freelance boards, freelance job boards, freelance job sites, job boards in general. So Upwork was one that I really liked. I just liked the platform. I found the most high quality gigs on that site when compared with some others, but that's not to say the others don't work. I say, try everything, try a different freelancing board every day of the week. If you have to, until you get your first bite, but again, put, you know, 30 minutes of that hour that you're designating to outreach into. Browsing job boards, browsing Upwork, browsing Fiverr, browsing freelancer.com, browsing LinkedIn and sorting by job types, remote or contract or part-time. These were all things that I tried. I was just very hungry and I reached out to everybody. Now, in addition to just not being spammy and sending forth a nice proposal, like I already of recommended some other things that can help take these proposals to the next level is by including a video i really like the tool vidyard to just record a simple browser video on my webcam saying hey so and so you know love your Instagram, I visited your store the other day with my friends, it's so cool. Have you thought about running Google ads to get more people in the store? You know, um, just little things like that can really help take you from just like another person in a sea of cold emails to somebody who is a real human, who really cares about my business and who I really want to meet. Another thing I'm gonna say, if you're sending out cold emails, please stop insulting people. Like I get so many cold emails into my inbox every day. And you would be shocked by how many of them are just downright rude and insulting. Hey, your YouTube videos are good, but your thumbnails need work. Or "Um, this landing page is not good and I can fix it. Like, okay, congrats, whatever. You got my attention, but you're also a jerk and not somebody I would ever want to pay money to work with. So there's a way to showcase your skills and your knowledge without cutting other people down. So a better way to do that might be, Hey, I was in your store the other night, loved it, I went to go tag something that I bought on Instagram and I noticed that you hadn't posted in a couple of weeks. One of the best things that you can do for Instagram growth is get on a consistent posting schedule. I would love to chat with you about some content ideas if that might be an area that you are struggling with right now, right? You see how that is helpful. You see how that is complimentary and it is not saying, hey, you suck for not posting every day. Okay, and the last thing I'm gonna say about outreach, this is something that I don't even remember who told me this, it must've been like a friend or a mentor or somebody I watched on YouTube. I don't really know. I remember them saying to me, get 10, Just start by getting 10 no's. That's my challenge to you. If you are tuning into this episode and you are thinking, I don't have clients, I need more clients, I want you to make it your goal over this next week to get 10 no's. And I know this sounds weird. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but by getting 10 no's, there's a really good chance you're going to get at least one or at least one maybe. And even if you don't, you're going to feel really tough. Your skin is going to be really thick after that. And those future no's are just gonna brush right off of you. Rejection for me is not even scary anymore and it used to be when I first started. I used to take it incredibly personal, I used to feel like a complete loser when I would get a no. And now I just realized there are so many reasons why you will get no's. It can be timing, it can be budget, it can be somebody had a bad day that day. It could be a million things in the world, so you just can't take it personally. So get 10 no's, again, chances are, just by going out and trying to get those no's, you're gonna stumble upon a yes. And also, if you get like absolutely no responses or you get really negative feedback, well then that's gonna be feedback to help you improve your pitch in the future. That's gonna tell you, hmm, maybe I need to take a different approach. Maybe I need to reach out to a different type of company. Maybe I need to send more you know, portfolio material. Something needs to be different. So it's gonna give you feedback if nothing else. All right, now comes the inbound stuff. Inbound is how I get the majority of my leads nowadays and actually how I got some of my very first clients as well. Posting YouTube videos or whatever it is that you want. There are so many different platforms out there nowadays. I say lean into your strengths. If you like to talk, if you like to, you know, show up on camera and like you can ramble for hours, start a podcast or a YouTube channel. If you are like really into trends and really into being entertaining, maybe you're like, you were like the class clown or you're the person in your friend group who is always telling jokes and keeping up with the pop culture go on TikTok. If you like to write, go on Twitter or start a newsletter. Like there are so many different types of content. So I can't even begin to get into all of the different things that you could choose. I do have an episode all about how to build a content strategy. That's going to be really helpful for you if you're kind of just in the beginning stages of this. So I'll link that for you, but start content for me. That was YouTube starting a long form content series has really helped me rank and search so that when people type in social media manager, I pop up not just on YouTube, but also on Google. When companies are searching for that, when people who are looking to learn about social media management, search that I pop up. So do the same thing on whatever platform you choose, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Instagram, I don't care what it is, but my recommendation is to start some type of a series if you can, some type of recurring thing that people can know you for, whether that's a podcast or a YouTube series Or whether it is more of a just style of content that you do, you want to sort of start to carve out this space for yourself, carve out this niche for yourself where people can always expect content from you and they'll start to want to follow along. It's a great way to build a community. I also want you to keep in mind lead generation. So don't just create just for creation's sake. I mean, I think at the beginning you kind of have to, just to sort of get your footing right and understand what you like about these platforms, what content's resonating with people. But once you sort of get into your rhythm, start to think about lead generation. So that means optimize your profiles. On my YouTube channel, if you go to my about section, There is an email address there. My website is linked there so people can easily get in touch with me. My social handles are all there. There's a description of who I am so people can easily vet me and decide if they want to work with me. Same thing for my Instagram. I have directions on how people can choose to work with me, how people can get in touch with me. You can use a tool like Linktree or Milkshake or just your own website to create a link in bio so that if people come and view your TikToks and want to learn more about you, they can easily book a call through that link tree or download something or, you know, whatever it is that you want people to do. Now, we already kind of talked about websites, but It is important to really think through that buyer journey as well. What do you want people to do? What is the ultimate goal after people view your TikTok or YouTube? What do you want people to do in most cases? If you are a service provider, that is, I'm going to say your first goal should either be to get people on a call or to collect an email address. And I would say usually it's get people on a call. Email addresses can be great for more passive products or physical products or digital products, right? Like courses or something like that. But if you're looking to actually speak with somebody and work with them and get them to hire you, Get them on a call. Again, this is where a tool like HoneyBook comes really in handy because you can build out scheduling links and encourage them to book a discovery call with you to learn more about what you have to offer them. So again, make sure that your profiles are optimized and also make sure that you are referencing these things throughout your content in a soft, smart kind, delicate way. Meaning I don't get on the podcast mic every single week and say, hey, book a call with me, hey, download this, hey, join this. You know, I try, not to do that. At least I try to really lead value first. And I know a lot of people always ask me, well, how do I know I'm not giving my best stuff away for free? How do I know if I teach people the five things you need to be doing on Instagram, that my prospective clients aren't just going to start doing those things themselves. And there's no way to stop people from doing that. Number one, number two, they're going to get that information somewhere, unless you were in a super, super specific niche where there's no other content. Honestly, they're gonna find that information. So why not let you be the vessel that gives it to them? And lastly, you are what makes the service amazing. I know how to cut hair in theory. I could watch a YouTube video of a hairdresser cutting hair and doing layers and doing all these cool things. There is no way that I can do that myself on on me or on anybody. I just haven't done it, right? I just don't have the attention to detail. I haven't done it before. So yeah, there are gonna be people who try to go out and do those same strategies that you talk about in your content, but guess what? They're gonna realize it's really hard. They haven't studied up on it. They don't have the skill set for it. And then they're gonna say, wow, where did I learn about this strategy? Oh yeah, that girl on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or wherever. Let's actually hire her or maybe not, but hey, I think giving freely has gotten me to a really good place. I think it also helps you build up your trustworthiness with your audience. My last tip I'm going to share with you about inbound marketing is to make sure you are creating content that your ideal client wants to hear, not what you want to hear, not what your peers want to hear, not what your friends want to hear. This is something that I have really had to hammer into people over the years. You know, I'll often see social media managers creating content for other social media managers, graphic designers, teaching other graphic designers how to design logos. And that's fine if you want to, you know, educate people, if you're just trying to build a community, if you're eventually going to come out with some type of product or coaching or something. But if you're looking for clients to hire you as a graphic designer, you need to be talking about, you know, design trends and kind of giving them that feel of FOMO that they need to get with the times and update their logos. Or maybe you talk specifically to a niche. If you're targeting startups, share articles and posts on trends in the startup world. It might not even be related exactly to design. It can just be speaking to that ideal person. So yes, Inbound marketing can definitely work. You just have to demonstrate your expertise. You have to show people that you want to help and you have to have an optimized profile and an optimized customer journey that gets people from your content down to a discovery call or something else. But in most cases, a discovery call. So those are kind of the three pillars in my client attraction strategy. I really hope this helps. We can probably go deeper on each of those topics, I know, but if you have any questions for now, feel free to leave them in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. If you are listening on the podcast platforms, you can send me a DM, or a message on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Latasha James, if you have any questions or requests for future content. And I really hope this was helpful. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and thanks so much for tuning in. Bye.